Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Please welcome Sister Ife. Hello, listeners. It's such a wonderful privilege to bring the Word of God to you today. You know, I pray that the eyes of your heart be open as you hear His words today. So the last time I I shared with you on a topic I titled Partnering with the King, Part 1, and today we'll continue our discussing that and hopefully conclude. I'll just give you a brief summary of that Part 1. Um, of the part one of this message to refresh our minds and also for the benefit of those who might be tuning in for the first time. Our text is taken from 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 and reading from the Amplified, it says, So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. We as Christ's personal representatives beg you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favor now offered you and be reconciled to God. From this verse, we can see that we have been commissioned, sent by God as his ambassadors, his representatives, to go represent him in our homes, our workplaces, our neighborhoods, our businesses, wherever we find ourselves, and influence these places with the culture and principles of the kingdom, and, you know, and reconcile our world to God. In Matthew 6, verse 10, Jesus teaching his disciples to pray, asked them to pray for his kingdom to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is, whatever is true of heaven should be our reality, our experience here on earth. And his intent is to accomplish that through us, his ambassadors. So we talked about three characteristics of a kingdom ambassador, which are similar to that of the ambassador of a country in our world today. And the first characteristic we talked about is that as kingdom ambassadors, we are appointed. That is specially picked by God himself, not because we are lovely or perfect, but because he loves us so much and wants to live through us. The second characteristic we talked about is that as kingdom ambassadors, we are charged with the duty of representing the interests of King Jesus wherever he has placed us on this earth. And the third characteristic we discussed was that as kingdom ambassadors, though we speak for the king, we do not give our personal opinion on a matter. We always state the position of the God of the Bible on a matter, whether we personally agree with it or not. So today we'll discuss three more characteristics to conclude this message, and this by no means exhausts this topic. So the first characteristic that we're going to be looking at today is that an ambassador is required to familiarize himself with the nation he's being sent to. You know, he's required to know their history, how they function and operate. You know, he must be current in and know what's happening in that country and indeed other nations of the world in order for him to function effectively. The same is true for a kingdom ambassador. Colossians 1.13 lets us know that there are two kingdoms. It says that we have 
been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his dear son. So we have the kingdom of darkness, whose ruler, of course, is the devil, and whose mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And we have the kingdom of his dear son, that is Jesus, who came that we may have life and enjoy life to the full till we overflow. You know, it's important to note that while we do not focus our attention on the kingdom of darkness, our focus should always be on the Lord. However, we should not be ignorant of the devices, the schemes of the enemy. We should not be ignorant of the way he, he operates, the many ways he tries to gain inroads into our lives. You know, knowing this equips us to be alert and to guard against his schemes. One of such ways he tries to gain inroads in our lives and ultimately destroy God's children, if they allow him, is through unforgiveness. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, in the first half of that chapter, Paul was encouraging the church in Corinth to forgive an individual who had hurt the church. And he gives the reason why in verse 11. It says, so that we would not be exploited by the adversary, that is Satan, for we know his clever schemes. And reading that from the King James um, Version, it says, Least Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, Paul was stating here that unforgiveness is one of the ways that Satan gets an advantage over us. Sin generally gives Satan an inroad into our lives. However, the sin of unforgiveness is highlighted in this chapter as a way we can open the door for the enemy to come in. Unforgiveness, I tell you, is a luxury that none of us can afford. Please guard against it. You know, Ephesians 4 verse 27 says to give the devil no place in our lives. And in the Amplified, it says, and do not give the devil an opportunity first to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. I know that sometimes it's so hard to forgive when we're treated unfairly or badly. You know, it can be hard not to be bitter or hold grudges when you are hurt. You might even be justified in your anger. But by holding on to that hurt, you are inviting the works of the enemy into your life. And he only comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. You know, there might even be hostility, strife in your family that has gone on for years without it being resolved. You know, that opens the door for the enemy to attack your family. Listen to what James 3.16 says, reading from the KJV. It says that where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. So envy, jealousy, strife, unresolved contention, it opens the door for the enemy and every of his evil work. We might be trying to stand in faith for our finances, our healing, our breakthrough, but if there is jealousy, strife, unforgiveness in our hearts, it's to no avail, of course, except by God's mercy. But saints, there is hope. The grace of God is available to help you conquer that unforgiveness, that strife, whatever it is you're needing help to overcome. The Holy Spirit, our helper, is willing and able to help you today as you invite him into that situation. 1 Peter 5 from verses 7 to 9 lets us in on what we can do regarding whatever it is the enemy throws at us. I will paraphrase this for the sake of time. Um, first, it says we should cast that care, that anxiety, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the sickness, the lack on the Lord. And why? Because he cares. 
And next, it says to be vigilant, to be alert, be on the watch at all times, not sometimes, all times. For the devil roams around like a lion roaring, seeking someone to devour. Don't let him intimidate you with his roars. It's all he's got. He has been defeated. He will try to make you take up those worries you've given to the Lord. But be alert. Don't take the bait. Don't cooperate with his lies. Once you take back the worries, they're no longer in the hands of the Father. You know, you tell the enemy, no, I've cast that cure on the Lord and I have the victory. Verse 9, you know, the B part, the, um, the A part says to stand firm against the enemy. Be strong in faith. Yeah, actively resist the enemy, saints. He devours those who ignore him. And remember, your focus is not on him, but on the Lord. But don't let him get away with his schemes, with his attacks. You know, James 4, 7 says that we should first submit ourselves to God and then we resist the devil and he's got no choice but to flee. You know, I love the way the message puts this. It says, so let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. You know, saints, resolve to receive God's best, his health, his provision, his peace, the breakthroughs you need. Give voice to his word as you stand on his promises. Psalm 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You've got to say so. Declare his word over that situation. Get the word in your heart. Meditate on it. Let it take root in your heart. Then declare it and keep declaring it till you'll see of the victory you desire. The latter part of 1 Peter 5, 9 lets us know that whatever we're going through is not unique to us. The devil will try to make us think it is and then isolate us from our brothers and sisters in the Lord. You know, it's just like when a lion wants to attack. It first of all isolates his prey from the herd and then he pounces. The enemy is just that way. You know, Hebrews 10, 25 encourages us not to forsake gathering together with other believers. We are not supposed to do life or make it on our own. Be intentional about connecting with the brethren. I can assure you the Lord is lighter when you have people of faith standing with you. So be alert when unforgiveness, bitterness, strife, pain, anxiety, depression, whatever is not of the Father comes knocking. Stand your ground and say no to the enemy and rest in the promises of the Father. Give that care to the Lord and see him take care of it. You know, for the sake of time, I'm, I'm just going to briefly mention two other characteristics of a kingdom ambassador as we wrap up our discuss. You know, a kingdom ambassador, just like an ambassador of a country, is well provided for, regardless of the economic situation of the country he's been sent to. You know, whatever he needs in his duty as an ambassador is all paid for. It's the same for a kingdom ambassador. In Matthew 6, 25 to 34, the Bible says not to worry about what to eat, drink or wear. All will be taken care of according to his riches and glory, according to the economy of our father, which is which overflows, which is in abundance, you know, as we seek him first and his kingdom, whatever we need is added unto us. So whatever you might be lacking today, your heavenly father is committed to providing for you. Just ask in faith and you will receive. I've seen him do that countless times in our lives. Our last point today is that an ambassador is totally protected. You know, we have an escort. That's the Holy Ghost. He's with us 
always leading us, guiding us in the way we should go. And angels have been assigned to protect us. That's in Psalm 91 verse 11. It says he gives his angels charge over us to keep us. So this wraps up our discourse on partnering with the king. And, you know, the entire program of God is to reestablish the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And we are sent as his representatives to make this heartbeat of our father a reality as we reconcile the world back to him and influence our world with his world. We have been specially chosen to represent the King of Kings, to speak for him as we bring healing to our world. Don't live your life afraid, intimidated by the enemy. While your attention is on Father God, don't be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. Be alert, be vigilant, resolve to receive God's best in every area of your life. He promises to provide and supply all your needs and protect us as we take advantage advantage of his promises. Even when challenges arise, our victory is assured because the greater one lives in us. We are ambassadors of Christ. Go and represent him well. You are fully equipped to win in this life. God bless you. Oh, what a wonderful word you just heard, brethren and friends. We thank God for that word. Thank you, Sister Ify. That was awesome. And we want to encourage you, if you are not yet part of this kingdom, this glorious kingdom. We want to give you an opportunity to come to know Jesus because you have to know the King before you become appointed as an ambassador. So can I welcome you to meet the King? Can I usher you into the presence of our Father? It's so simple. Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. And if we would receive him, confess our sins, accept him as Lord and Savior, just like that, the Bible says you've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So if you like to receive Jesus, please pray with me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. Father, I say I'm a sinner. I'm in need of your mercy. I'm in need of your grace. I'm in need of salvation. Come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I receive you as Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. And simply just like that, you have become an ambassador of the kingdom of God. Welcome, ambassador. We'll connect with you. Please connect with us. We have materials we'd love to send to you to encourage you as you continue to walk and run this race. Welcome to the body of Christ. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.